Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus Nolan, and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Angela Lansbury. Hello, Angela. Welcome to the show. Charmed. Okay. <laughs> it's still Michelle, everybody. But I want to thank you for joining us today, even though it's musty in here because we've been working too hard. If this is your first time listening to us, we are the Musty Collective and we motivate ourselves to become better storytellers. And today we have a wonderful story in the form of an interview. It's a very long one. Michelle's been working really hard, but we're excited to actually give them this episode, right? Yes. It's the long promised episode of my interview with Boonify Gaming. The promised one. The promised one. It is our first online interview, um, and so it was a doozy. But once we <laughs> sat down, we legitimately sat down and talked for about a couple hours. So we're not going to give you a couple hours podcast today. We're going to give you for part one of the podcast today, and you'll get the second part next week. Okay? Okay. All right. Well, let's start the show. Thank you, Kyle, for being here. Bonafide Gaming. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Absolutely. How's it going? It's it's going good, my friend. It's going good. Um, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been an action packed twenty twenty. Um, it hasn't yes, really sir. taken its foot off the gas pedal, so it's uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it re- it really hasn't though. No, no. I I just you know like I don't have a whole lot of structure to my day. I usually just like whatever needs to get done. It just gets done. Like whatever I feel like needs to get done that day, right. it just happens. And if something doesn't get done that I thought I should do, well, it'll get done tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. um, it's, uh, it, it's been, it's been absolutely wild because managing a bunch of different things that, uh, you don't really know what the priorities are that day. You just kind of got to yeah. fly, fly by the seat of your pants, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, no, it's interesting how we came to be together. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. You're, you're, I formed an LLC with my wife and you're my, you're my, you're one of, you're part of my executive team and you're my business advisor. And you're like, Hey, you know, would I, could I be on the podcast? And you're this, you're like a Twitch streamer. Like you're a gamer, like extraordinaire doing big things. Um, this is, it's interesting the people you meet and, and through life, you just take take risks, take, take advantage of the opportunities given to you. And uh, so I'm just really, really excited to get into this. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I it's it's funny the uh, the amount of people I get to interact with because uh, you know yeah. I get to like and that's a lot of what helps me at my job is that like I do a lot of this on the side, so it allows me to have yeah. personal experience. I'm very upfront. I try to share anything that I've struggled with, anything that I've you know gone through, and it's like whatever I can do to help you succeed. That's you know that's that's the cool part, and it's like I'm never gonna. A year ago, if we would have connected, I probably wouldn't have. Um, sorry, <laughs> I wouldn't have no, taken taken that shot because I didn't have enough self confidence to do so. You know, um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's. I don't believe in coincidence at this point anymore. Yeah, no, I I understand. Like the the confidence that you show and express, the positivity, the energy on your Twitch stream, um, and just like getting to know your the you know, I guess your your audience, your 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 community, your family. Your gaming family like and you're just talking about like hey how's it going oh you got you got the job interviews that's awesome and like you're really just encouraging them i think that's a side of gaming that a lot of people don't understand they look at it and be like oh violent video games oh you know all this other stuff in here and they don't see the community that's evolved out of gaming like these past 20 years and then now it's just like crazy with the youtube twitch I guess maybe mixer. <laughs> we'll get we'll get it we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. <laughs> it's 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 getting there. It's it's not enough, yeah. but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go into that here in a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But like 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 uh, if you could give a message to the the older generation and just to share with them like you know why why gaming matters in 2020 so much. Like what what would you say? Oh man, I love that question. Um, you know, so it's uh. 
first first and foremost, you know, gaming has evolved from uh, a hobby or a pastime or something that you escape from reality from. It has yeah. evolved to much more. It's it's evolved much more, and yeah. it's evolved into a sport. It's inv- it's evolved into a place where people can. It, it's evolved into communities where people, like minded individuals, can either play with each other, watch other people stream. You know, yeah. um, it just it's it's a it's a common network. And I guess anything else, like if I had to say something to the older generation, uh, I know I fumbled my words there a little bit, but it's um, don't. If, if you have someone, a loved one who is into gaming, who is into content creation, who is into streaming, who, whatever the case may be, don't yeah. discourage it. Like, yeah, because it's, it's not a waste of time. And just because it wasn't a part of your generation doesn't mean that it's not a part of this generation. And it's very much alive and well, you know, um, yeah, so it's, exactly. It's that's what I would encourage. And it's like, you know, you may not ha- you may not agree with it. You may not understand right. it. You may not yeah. care about it. But right. guess what? It does. That's that is irrelevant. Your opinion is yeah. irrelevant. What's relevant is what's real. You know. So yeah. It, you know, it's kind of like the whole thing with like people resisting technology. Like my father, like, you know, you can either get with it or you won't. You know, and it's like, you know, the world got along without my opinion before I was born, and it's gonna get along without right. my opinion long after I'm gone. <laughs> you know, <so> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's, you know, and it's funny and I'll, I go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but, um, some, some of the clients that I work with also like, they're like, yeah, I'll get my daughter to run my social media. It's like, no, no, <laughs> don't do that. Just because they know how yeah. to chat with their friends doesn't mean they understand how to market a business. That is a great, Ooh, that's a great point. That's a great point. It, it just, I, it, it kills me a little bit on the inside when people say that I'm like, just because you don't know it doesn't mean yeah. you can't learn it. And it's like, if you have. Like if you have a if you have a passion if you have a business you're trying to go and it's like you don't want yes. your 13 year old grandkid or kid right. or nephew <laughs> doing because yeah. they're you know they're not going to have the same level of interest because it's not their company like they're exactly. not going to give they're not going to care about it like you do so yeah yeah you you may suck at it Brent great we all suck at something in our business you know but yeah like, um, like <laughs> I suck at bookkeeping I hate it you know but. I, Ooh, tell the truth. Tell the truth. I do it. I hate numbers. I like doing this, you know, so yeah. it's, um, it's, it's what's real, like ma- making the, di- like making the distinguish with like, what's your opinion and what's relevant. I'd say is like, man, like it's real. Don't discourage yeah. it. It's here. Right. It's alive and well, we'll go into a little bit more. Like I can go on and on, you know, um, but yeah. it's, it's here. Stop trying to find yeah. it. No, exactly. Like it's, and yeah, we'll definitely get into it. But the, the fact that, you know, people are, you know, all these, all these reports about millennials with this, millennials that. We're forming community, and gaming is a big part of it. And uh, you know, we've been running uh, Smash Brothers tournaments um, at, at my church, like Saturday nights. And, like, people don't understand it, but people come. And they come, and they just want to game. They want to laugh. Some of them get pwned by me. <laughs> and I get pwned. By a lot of people, <laughs> but it's fun, man. And I I don't know how else to explain it, but just you have to get in there maybe and just try it for yourself. But it, it's it's where community's at. Well, and, and you bring up a good point. Like just because you don't understand it, and like a lot a lot of what this is is that you don't have to understand it. All you have to know is that there's people that are happy doing this, and when there's a lot yes. of people who are mm-hmm. happy who are having a good time, it's contagious. Yeah. You know, and yes, you know, and and that's and that is where esports is heading and that's where it's evolving to. And it's like, that's, you know, that's a whole nother topic, but it's like, there, it's a sense of community. And when you, I don't care whether it's gaming, whether it's cooking, whether it's yeah. dog training, whether it's PC building, whether it's whatever the case may, whether it's podcasting, right? Like right. There, there's a community of individuals that are just psyched to do it, you know? Yeah. And when yeah. you see that, you can't help, but like have a little bit of interest in why they're so excited. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's another avenue. It's it's a it's it's just a community of like minded individuals. And I think when you look at it like that simple, you know, that nothing has changed. It's just different yeah. communities have been formed. Like there's communities right. that I judge that I don't really understand, but I was like, you know what, man, like it's not wrong. It's just not my thing. You know, and it's like I don't have to I don't have to be a part of it, but I'm not going to discourage someone from something that makes them happy. And if they have a lot, there's a lot of other people that make that, like if they're all happy, like who am I to judge, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, 
there's a lot of different uh, avenues here in this world, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, so uh, Kyle, you, you go by the name of Bunafide Gaming on Twitch. Uh, Buna, as uh, you said, uh, people call you. And that's, that's really cool. We got to get into that. But you have over 1,800 subscribers on Twitch, uh, and you're just growing Followers. Oh, sorry. Followers. I'm sorry. Yeah, subscribers. All right. Okay, yeah. See, see, you got to teach me a little bit tonight, to be quite honest. I'm, I'm kind of new to the Twitch community, so you got to teach me. So eight, over 1,800 followers. I get your emails. I get the notifications when you go live. And uh, you're just growing, man. And that's, that's awesome. You got your subscribers as well. Got, and in one of your streams, I was watching you. People just giving out gifts of, of uh, streaming packages and things like that, like three months, six months, 15 months. Um, but how did you how did you get to Buna Fide Gaming? Uh, tell us that that process, that journey. 100%. So, um, you know, the I'm going to start off with the end goal because I think that's important yeah. for context. Um, okay. So, so the end goal, and I'll tell you how I got to the end goal, you know, the end goal with this content creation or one of the reasons why, one of the motivators to get me started was that I want to either run and or own my own esports team. You know, and yes. I want, and and the reason why is because I think that, and we're making great steps towards it now, but I think that esports is such a young sport where kids between mm -hmm. the ages of 13 and 18 is when they get really involved. And yeah. if they don't know how to build a brand, know what their goals are outside of gaming, what the hell they want to do with themselves. You know, it's like, right. that's, that's the problem that's like, not only do I want to have people on these esports teams, but I also want to grow and develop them as individuals. So it's like, okay, what's after this, you know? Right now, right now, to be fair, if you're willing and you love the sport enough, there's people that are 30 plus years old that have been competing in halo since they were 13, 14, 15 years old. Yeah, no, that's fair. The shelf life of this type of athlete is different than the shelf life of like an NBA star or an NFL star yeah. or, you know, it's, it's, it is a little longer, but again, afterwards, have you built a brand that can carry you to something else? Yeah. You know, do you want to be a caster? Do you want to be a film producer? Do you want to do video edits? Do you want to be in marketing? Do you want to be in or, a or be a coach? Yeah, or... coach. Exactly. All of that, you know, so it's, um, that's the end goal, you know? And I think that like, yeah. I have like, you know, number one, I don't know how to do that right now, but I do know how to, I do know how to grow and develop people. Um, and I'm great at building relationships. So that's, that's yeah, kind yeah. of the, the foundation and the cornerstone of this. But, um, what, and I've been telling my parents this for a long time and I, yeah. uh, yeah. they, I didn't get much support from them and it not, okay. it wasn't negative, but it was just like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know? <laughs> Cause yeah. Oh, this it's just dismissal, you know, just complete dismissal. My dad would have this line as I would grow up and I'd be like, oh, I watched a double dragon episode and I'm like, dad, it's so cool. Like these guys have like dragons and their, their father. And he's like, that's just a bunch of foolishness. I'm like, oh dad, I'm playing this game where I'm playing as Charles Barkley that's just a bunch of foolishness like just the dismissal not like not negatively like you're dumb but just like what are you what are you doing with your life i i totally i totally hear you bro exactly yeah and, and exactly and, and to me i've come to the thing where it's i'm not there's nothing wrong with that and it's because mm -hmm. like in that generation and they've lived however long they've lived yeah it's been beaten into their head that it is a bad thing or that it's not going to be worth anything or that it's and so it's like until yeah. until something has become real when you when when people like us kind of go down the beaten path of the road less traveled or this this like journey to like being our own boss and doing our own yeah. thing like it's not going to be right. understood and when people don't understand that they naturally it's because they have a fear when they have a fear they tend yep. to not you know they, they tend to come off a little bit rocky <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. so it wasn't a denial but they my parents were never in video games they didn't it's not their thing my mom's a geologist or retired geologist my dad oh wow you know works for you know worked for at&t for 33 years you know so it's like they, they yeah he likes to do things outside and tinker with cars and like mow the grass and like fix things and like that's not anything i enjoy doing you know like, yeah. I don't, I don't like <laughs> and your mom studies rocks for yeah, a living she, right if she that's crazy rocks. That's awesome. You That's know, so cool. Yeah, man. And she she retired. She got her full pension. She's she's all set. And it's uh, nice. it's I mean, God bless. It's 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 so amazing that she's such a huge yeah. role model for me, especially, you know, especially in the corporate side. You know, like she yeah. really helped coach me through that because she's been through it all. 
You know, like she's nice. you know been, been through tough times and recessions, been through good bosses, bad bosses, company changing. You know, all this stuff because it, it's so it's extremely valuable. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And, um, but you know, when I told him this, like I never really got a whole lot of support. It wasn't a denial. It was just not supportive. You know. Um, right. Right. And I'll tell you the, what was. This is such a cool story because my my grandfather um, he passed about two years ago, three years ago. And oh, okay. I, I remember sorry, when man. he, oh, no, it's, it's, it's part of life, you know? Um, and, yeah. uh, he was, he was in the, he was in the, um, I don't, I don't know if it was hospice. I'm not sure what it was, but he was, you know, he was in assisted living and, yeah. um, what was cool is that I got to know him more in those, in the, in the three to four hours for a couple weekends in a row than, yeah. I, than I had known him in my entire life. Like it, it was just such a cool, like, you know, he, mm. there was no, he wasn't trying to hold anything back. We had made, th- I had made things right for my addiction. Like we could have open yeah. dialogue and he didn't really have a whole right. lot to, you know, just react. He didn't have a whole lot to lose. Like he was kind of on his way out, you know? So we had a right. lot of very honest and very like, very like impactful conversations, you know? And when yeah. I told him that, I remember he looked at me and his, like, he, like he just gave me this really distinguished look and like a tear fell from his eye. I'm like, that is, that is it. Like when, wow. I, when, I, when I told him I wanted to run my own esports team, like he looked at me with this look, I'll never forget it. And like he, a tear came to his eye. I'm like, that's I like I don't care what my parents think. You know, I don't care. And like this is gonna happen. You know, and and yeah, I, and I don't know how to do that. You know, but that right. got me motivated. And so, um, where I came up with the term bonafide, you know, it started off as just bonafide. And where I got that from is the word bonafide by mm. itself means genuine and authentic you know and yeah I, I i look at a lot of people today and i look at a lot of just there a lot of people are so driven by fear which causes them to be inauthentic and disingenuous and they everyone's just trying to a lot of people are just in it like we're all in it for ourselves i mean let's be real to to, to a certain no one's going to take better care of you than you you know or true. me than me you know but but it, when true. it's the primary Self-care. motive when it's the primary like when you're willing to put yeah. that above other people's well-being that's where it becomes mm. a problem and, yes. And, yes. And, and so, um, and that's actually something I'm still growing and learning how to like show that through my actions. But it's, uh, um, I said, you know what? Those are going to be my two brand values: is genuineness and authenticity. Um, it's going to mm. be what I built. Wow. From, you know, and that's so was, awesome. And so I said, okay, how can I put my own spin on this? You know, like yeah. bonafide, great. You know, cool, right. um, awesome. So my mom, as a kid, always would call me her Buna. And it was really, because, it, yeah, it's because I called balloons. I called them, uh, banoonies, you know, when I was a kid, so she called me her Buna and I would, yeah. I would be so embarrassed. I like, it was just, yeah. I, I wouldn't let her call me that in public, not even around family. It was a, it was a household yeah. name with yes. no one there. And I just yes. hated it, you know? Oh. <laughs> so I figured why not embrace and be authentic to who I was always afraid to be before. And yeah. that's where, and that, so I was like, okay, let's just add an extra O to this and make right. it personal. Let's make it, you know, sentimental and let's like, let's make it unique, but it also has a really deep meaning to me, you know? Um, that's awesome. And then gaming, you know, I like gaming. Yeah, no, no, that I like that. I, as soon as I saw the name, I, I, I totally got into it because I was like Bonafide for sure, for sure. And then gaming makes total sense. But I like the Buna and I just like the like, hey, call me Buna. But you've embraced it. You're not running from it. You've embraced it. You know, not not walking in fear. You're walking in love, man. That's that's totally cool, man. That's dope. I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's how that's how that came to. That's how the name came to be, you know. Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's it when it when it hit, I was like. Out that that there was it was un, like there was no question it was like you know like yeah. that that was it you know um, yeah and when when people go to your your page on Twitch uh, that's Twitch TV slash Bonafide Gaming um <laughs> uh, you have a picture of a, of a dog uh, holding a gun um that's that's your dog your 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 lovely pet Princess Leia mm-hmm. yeah very cool. So I'm 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 gonna assume that you're a Star Wars fan. Is, is that okay to huge? Okay, very cool. Yeah, I I I do wanna I do wanna bug you about that. But uh, but you you mentioned you know with your grandfather having those honest conversations. He had you know he was just he had nothing really to hold back. And man, I I wish it, I'm not saying it, it it's easy to do. But I do wish we could do that with each other more often. You know to just 
you know, if we have just be honest, but in love and, and, and just get it all out there and then be accepting of one another and just move on. That, that sounds beautiful, man. That really does. I'm glad you got the, the, those moments with him. Thank you. Cause it, you know, and I, I think cause you know, part of my story is being, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovered drug addict, you know, so I'm a recovered yeah. drug addict. And so yeah. when I was, and I used to, I, I think for a while, one of the coolest stories with him and one thing where it really opened our, our, our relationship up is for a while, you know, I would always try to take like, again, you know, kind of what I mentioned earlier, like before I got sober, it was all about me and what could I, mm-hmm. what could I get for myself? And I didn't care who I hurt to get it. You know, yeah. and it's like, and that wasn't just with drugs. That was with, you know, like when my, my family took my car after they intervened yeah. on me, I called them and asked them for a loan to see if they could buy me a car, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And they said no, but like, and, and to me, that seemed like a harmless action and they really wanted to, and they had the financial means to do it, but like they said, yeah. no. And like that wow. for a while, even before that moment, I think my grandfather knew there was something inside of me. There was a darkness. There was a, it, and we were never like, it was a very, like we loved each other, but it was like, it's almost like he kept his, he, he like kept his heart guarded because he just knew. Um, Mm. even before Mm. the cat was out of the bag that I was, you know, that I was drinking and getting high and just not doing well. Um, you know, I think he always kept a little bit to himself because he just, he knew. Um, and when I made amends with them, you know, when I, when I made amends with my grandfather, that was, he, he gave me this hug and it was like, that was the first time I could ever remember that he gave me an actual, like a real hug. Like it was like an embrace, you know, versus kind of just like a. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was yeah. like a, it, we, we stood there. It was a, and I just, it hit me right in that moment. And I'm just like, wow, you know, um, yeah. I did a number on this guy, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so to have that and going forward, it was so like, I just, I think like, I thank God, I think my lucky stars, like what, you know, whatever, whatever people believe in, I think, you know, yeah. and it's like, because, um, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have been able to have that conversation with him. Therefore, I would never have had the motivation to start what it is that I'm doing now. Yeah, no, exactly. That that embrace, that's the right word. That's the right word, man. Just full acceptance, man. And and yeah, you, you mentioned a couple of times that you are a recovered drug addict. You say it all over uh, just the, like the copy of your page. You know, addiction is something I feel like we're still getting a grasp on in America today. You know, and... You know, people are now understanding that it, it's an illness. It's not something that we we blame people for. It's something that we we try to we say, okay, we let's get you help. Let's understand where you're coming from. And you mentioned intervention. You know, what what was that point for you? Were you able to gain that freedom? You know, um, I myself went through an addiction. I went through a, a, a porn addiction for a long time, but it's it's not easy <laughs> to get over that. You know, to recognize that. How, how did you get that freedom? How did you get that self control? What? How, you know, you took those first steps to taking control of your life. First and foremost, thank you for sharing that, man. Um, it's uh, yeah. that's probably not like you know, and, and hopefully it's hopefully it's gotten easier for you to share because it's like you know, it's like we stop yeah. caring about what people think because it's like when we hold that back, it does not help anybody. You know, it, it hurts yeah. us on the inside. Yeah. But if someone else needs to hear that, who really like right. who really struggles with it, they yes. they will never get that opportunity. You know, um, right, right. Really, a lot of it was was me thinking that I could do things on my own um, was me consistently refusing help. And I'll give you, yeah. give you some, of course, you know, some context always helps. And uh, you know, for when I was 18, I went to my first rehab uh, mm-hmm. and I liked the idea of being sober. You know, the idea of being sober sounded great. Let's like, cool. Like I can be healthy. I can go to school. I could, you know, have a, you know, like start dating, get a wife, yeah. you know, have a couple of you know, settle down, like all this, yeah. you know, it's like, the idea of being sober sounded good. And it's like, but for a lot of people, they can just say no. And it's like, you know what? They may have something traumatic happen to them or something great happen to them, whether it's yeah. they get a divorce, they get married, they have yeah. kids, they lose their kids, they buy a house, mm. they lose their house. You know, they, they yeah. get their dream career, they flush it down the toilet. You know, yeah. e- either end of that spectrum, like, so like an extreme event can cause them to be like, you know what? or they get arrested or they get a DUI or they get their third DUI and they're like, okay, this is a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. About about, to, yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> um, a lot of people can, a, a lot of people can just say, you know what? That's it. It's not really a thing. And, but for me, that was different. My mind works a lot different. And when someone, you know, 
not to say that no one in the first couple treatment centers mentioned the fact that this was a disease, but they did. I just was not willing to hear it, you know? Mm. And I think okay. that it plays a huge piece because I had never experienced true consequence, meaning, right. Right. you know, I've been arrested twice at that point. However, my parents mm. bailed me out both times. You know, um, okay. I, I got to school, you know, I dropped out, but never really got scholastic probation because it was a medical condition. You know, yeah. it, it yeah. just, you know, there was no, there were, like, there was consequence. Don't get me wrong. There was heartache. There was consequence, but it wasn't like I never got to deal with it fully on my own. I had that, I had that cushion. I had that safety net. I said, you know, they said, you know what? It's okay. Um, you know, cause the reality is I went to Harris County twice and I'm not sure if you know anything about that, but it's like, it's, it's on the first 48. It's like, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a little, it's slightly above than, you know, the most normal, like more normal uh, prisons or jails. And it's like my parents, oh, wow. my parents, the first time they bailed me out just cause they were scared. But the second time they said, if it was any other jail, but Harris County, we would have let you sit there, you know? Um, oh, wow. You know, wow. Okay. So you, you've been in, you've been in the stuff, bro. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, what's funny is, <laughs> what's funny is it was, it was just, a, that was when I first started using, um, and it was just around selling pot and smoking pot That yeah. was before any of the rest of it, you know, um, wow. just, that should have been that's, an that's early, early sign that, yeah. you know, this may not have been a good career for me, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to, you know, when it came to the point where, I became willing to to take control of this, if you will, was there yeah. was a moment where I was, I was, so I had relapsed after my first round of treatment. I was living in Colorado and I, um, at this point in time, you know, just to be real, like I had found heroin. I was doing that on yeah. a daily basis. Um, oh, I had tried crystal meth for the first time in my entire life. And my, I was actually selling drugs to kids in sober houses. You know, it was like, oh, the, it was just it was not a good time, you know, and oh, no, no, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't perceive it as a bad time because you know what? I had, I had a couple of things I had, I had, you know, I had heroin, I had a girlfriend and I had a job, you know, and yeah. that's really all yeah. that mattered, you know, and guess right. what though? My parents were still paying my, my parents were still paying my rent and they had gotten mm -hmm. me like, it wasn't a brand new car, but I had a car, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, naturally some kid, you know, the kid that I, I, you know, was selling to in the sober house, he got pop, pop positive. They, he got kicked out. He said where he got it from. They told my counselor, which told my parents. So it's like, that's kind of how my parents figured out. They showed yeah. up to my door unannounced um, from oh, Texas, yeah. from Texas. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, on Easter weekend. So Easter is always a very tough time uh, for me and my yeah. family, just because it was a very, this was a, as, as traumatic and heart wrenching and heartbreaking as this was, it was exactly, it's exactly the answer to your question. Um, yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, with my, with my mom, they basically gave me, I, I popped positive for, I think seven out of nine or nine out of 12 panels on the drug test. So like oh, I snap. literally had, I had opiates, I had pot, I had benzos, I had ecstasy, I had meth, I had, I had, I had, I had, I had literally, you name it, I had it, you know, yeah, uh, it was yeah. in my system. And I, man, I was 122 pounds or 125 pounds at the time. Um, Whoa. yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I'm sitting here telling my family I'm fine. Dang, that's what it does. That's what it does. That's what it does, you know? And so they, they gave me the ultimatum of like, you go to treatment or we stop paying for your rent and we take the car and, you know, we're, we're not involved in your life anymore. Um, and, you know, I, wow. and, and this will be censored out, you know, but I, I think just for authenticity yeah. and for the, for the sake of the story, it's like, you know, no, I, I, just, yeah. I told my mom to go fuck herself, you know? And Dang. Um, for me as a mama's boy, like I'm an only child, yeah. like, that yeah. it killed me like that just it yeah. it it man it killed me you know and uh yeah, yeah. I, and that's when i knew that it wasn't me that was saying that but i didn't i didn't really not at the time you know and so they right, they, right. they they stood, stood strong they stuck you know they stuck to their plan they took my yeah. car they stopped paying my right. rent you know and uh and then i stopped living at my current place and went and moved in with my girlfriend in aspen and man yeah. like it was just like it it only took four months man you know oh um, really <laughs> you know so I, i'm sitting here thinking i'm so i'm thinking i'm some like tough badass drug dealer like that's you know that like we're gonna be the next like, bonnie and clyde and i'm the next frank lucas and like oh, you know what i mean <laughs> and, and i'm saying and then but i'm like man like without my parents paying rent, this is hard, you know? And yeah, mind you, yeah. my, my girlfriend was working three jobs. I was jobless oh, at the snap. time. 
And so she's wow. supplying all the she's basically supplying all the drugs and all the dope. And I'm at home yeah. smoking heroin, playing Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Like, Dang. You, you know, <laughs> like I, Dang. I, I'm not good at this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 I, I'm yeah. not good at this, like drug addiction life. Like, I'm not even a right. functional like drug addict, you know, and like right, right. It, it got to a point where, you know, I I had reduced to 118 pounds because we weren't eating, you know, um, oh, it was man, bro. A little bit about heroin is that like once your body is on top of the mental disease on top of the disease on you know um this is what makes opiates so challenging because it's hard to tell if one has both or if you just have one you know mm. um because opiates there's a reason why a lot of people get addicted it's like after three to five days of consistent use your body itself gets physically dependent on it you know oh wow um, oh, wow and so when you don't have it, is it like if you, you know, if you didn't have it after eight, six to eight hours, you would yeah. go into a spot where you would start sweating. You would, it's like you have the flu. It's like you have the flu, yeah. but you can't wow. sleep for five days because you're late. You get restless legs. So your legs, that's why they call it kicking. Um, Cause you're literally wow. kicking, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so and when, when you say you, they don't know like with opiates, it's hard because they don't know if you have one or the other. What, sorry, what, what did that mean? I, yeah, no, 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 like the disease of drug addiction or if you just like, mm. you know, or if you just got into the wrong crowd and, and got into the wrong thing and you're just, you're physically dependent on it, but you're not like a true. Oh, because the, the addiction, yeah, because the body dependence happens so quickly. Oh, snap. That's crazy. It's yeah. hard to tell. Now, you can usually rule it out because most normal people don't do heroin. Right, you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just something that most normal people don't stumble upon and do. You know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> kind of like so, but it's it can be difficult because a guy that we used yeah. with, he he suffered through the he suffered through the withdrawals, you know, and he's doing fine. You know, he's living a normal life now. Wow. You know, one of the only people I know, the actually the only person I've known that I've seen that happen. Wow, just just stopped and then was good. Yeah, well, I mean, he he went through his withdrawals. Like he went through about the five day yeah. withdrawal period, and he was miserable, and he couldn't sleep, and it was just you know it was a nightmare. But um, you know, he got well, um, and he's not like wow. He could just he just stopped, um, and he probably still smokes pot occasionally, mm. and good for him, and rock on, dude. Like you know, yeah, um, yeah. But I got to the point, man, where it was like I I had heard about addiction for so long, I knew that I needed to get help. We were about to get evicted from our apartment, you know, and um, for me, everyone, and I, I think this is really important because everyone talks about this bottom, you know, this like bottom that we have to hit. And it's like, okay, yeah. what does that mean? You know, and for me, it's when you stop digging, you know, um, because it can always get worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can always oh, man. get worse. No, just the, the way you said it though was like I could always get worse. I was like, man, you always speak speaking from ex experience like that. Wow, yeah, always. <laughs> so, so you're saying it's not just about falling; it's about digging. So you yourself are taking yourself to the bottom. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, life isn't wow. taking me to the bottom. I'm doing it right. You know, it's right. Right. Heroin is not the problem. If you put heroin on the table, it's not just gonna jump yeah. into your body. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you put you put this glass like a like a bottle of beer on the table. It's not just gonna jump its way into my mouth. You know, like yeah, it's just, that's you know, true. I have to take whatever it is and put it in my body. You know, exactly. And so exactly, it's, it's not the drugs that are the problem, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I thought for so long. Like I said, if only I could right. just not do drugs, then I would be okay. You know, um, yeah. Because it's yeah. once I put it in my body. That's when I start doing crazy things. But here's the thing, man, like I'm worse off without it than I am with it at this point in time. Right. So it's right. almost like it's better for me to have it until until I'm really willing to get well, you know, because um, without yeah. it, I'm miserable because I just want to be OK, man. I'm not doing it to like yeah. this party lifestyle and YOLO and all this other, sh you know, it's right. like I'm doing it because I don't feel OK inside. And this is the only thing that makes me OK. Um, yeah. And this is why you see people struggle with addiction because drugs are the solution, yet they're the yep. problem. Yeah, they're just filling a void. Yeah, so it's like you're taking away the only thing that perceives to work for me, you know? Um, right. And what right. are you going to replace it with? And it's like, that's like, yeah, that's that's why it's so hard to like, I'm like, it's like, yeah, my life sucks, but man, I don't know what's going to happen when you take away that only thing that I have. Yeah, that's fair. And so it, it uh, that that was to the point where I became willing to like, 
just shut up and listen. Um, you yeah. know, to be very frank, like, because I have a lot of ideas. I like to think of myself as a smart person, but guess what? Mm. Without a solution, my best thinking got me to this place. Yeah. We, I think we all do that regardless of where we are in, in our stage of life. We all think that we have the solution that we're all super smart. And, I, and something you said at the beginning is like, you believe that you could, you could do it on your own. You believe that if, if it came down to you, you could take control. You didn't need any help, man. That, man, that is an amazing story though. So, so once, once, the once the eviction notice was there and you don't have any food, did you like check yourself in? Like what, what was that? Yeah. So interesting. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't that close. Um, so we got the eviction notice and we decided <laughs> you'll laugh. It's, 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 it's not funny, but it's funny at the same time. Um, it's, right, right, right. we, I, ha- I can laugh about it cause it's, you know, it's, it's just part of, yeah, I have to, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, instead of like, wow, you know, I'm going to check myself in. It was, wow, we have 350 more dollars left to our name. Let's oh. go get some more dope. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's addiction. That's addiction. And that's the logic yeah. behind that because we didn't have yeah. enough to pay the full amount of rent before right. the eviction. So it's like, why? You know? Right. Um, like, we're right. Like we're about to get kicked. Like, right. why? You know? Um, it, because we at a certain point in time we had to make the choice whether we whether we got more dope and didn't eat or we ate and got dope sick you know and that's like yeah. from what i just told you that was a very easy choice to make you know it's like that was yeah, yeah. like and and I, I i don't wish that upon any of my worst enemies because like that's a choice that i hope as little people that like i hope no one has to make that choice you know and it's like yeah that is just yeah. like a Man, like it, it's just it, it, there's not really a way to describe it. It's just it, it's just a very it's a very weird spot, you know. Um, yeah. But what happened was we got um, we got our fix and we got our thing. We it was very little, you know, because we had to split it with a mm. guy and we had all this other you know all this other stuff go on. Um, and yeah. I actually had changed my number at that point in time, and because I I still couldn't stand it when I saw my mom's name come across my phone. I changed my phone. Oh number. wow. Yeah, because it because it, oh, wow. it, it like it it just. You know, I, 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 yeah, I couldn't hide that, you know, and it was like, it was a weakness yeah. for me, you know, and, um, was she just calling to, to, to say hi, I love you or yeah, she was like, just trying to make sure I was alive, you know, um, wow. cause like, wow. cause they, cause they, they're in Texas, you know, and they took my car and they yeah. knew I wasn't doing well. So it was really, they weren't really interested in having a lot of conversation, but they just wanted like a, Hey, or a something just to know that like, I wasn't either in prison, jail or dead, you know? Um, yeah. And so uh, I texted my father from my other number um, and I said, yeah. this is Kyle that, you know, like, I, and I, just, I had a breakdown on the way back. Like it just, we have, you know, a lot of times drug addicts and alcoholics will have what's called like a moment of clarity, you know, where all mm. of a sudden, literally it's like the C parts, you know, it's like, right. You know, the, like I get goosebumps talking about it. It's like, you know, it, it, you, you, like I got a full dose of reality of where I was at. And I, yeah. I didn't like it, you know? Um, right. And all of a sudden the mind cleared, the thoughts were cleared, the delusions were cleared, the fear. It was, I was, I couldn't have been any more clear in my entire life, you know? Um, yeah. and I shot the fog, him. Was gone. the fog was gone, but here's the thing is like that, that moment, we don't know how long that lasts because the alcoholic yep. ego reconstructs at a very rapid rate, you know? And so I took action. I didn't know that, but I took action and, um, you know, my parents from the moment they got the text, we're in Carbondale, which is a town right near Aspen, within within twelve hours of the phone call. You know, um, oh snap! And so they didn't at the time. It's like on from coming from their perspective, they didn't know like whether I would even show up or not. You know, because that's how this yeah. thing is. You know, I call yeah. one day asking for help, and then the next day I got my dope and I'm good, and you know, screw off. You know what I mean? Um, right. So right. It, it, it's uh, they. They, they went on a whim and that was like their final, that was like the last thing they had in them. You know, um, yeah. I showed up and I went to, I agreed to go to a 30 day treatment center. And you know, what's funny, man is like, you know, once, cause they have a, an alternative to, um, heroin to help people w- withdraw from it. It's called Suboxone. It's very, it's like a new age methadone. And so, oh, wow. um, once I, once I got that in my system, I was really miserable and we got there. Yeah. Um, but once I got there and I got Suboxone in my system, I was like, 
Yeah, I've been to treatment before. I only need seven days and just give me a Suboxone script and I'll go back to Aspen and it'll be all good. And like, you know, mercy, like, mercy, you know, like, like, <laughs> like not, not thinking that like three days, like two days ago, I was crying and shivering, you know, like, yeah. and, I, and I had like, it's, that's what I'm talking about. It's that quick. Like the ego is reconstructing already that quick, you know? Yeah. And that's just who I am. And that's, you know, and they presented a way of life, you know, that, uh, like, it's just like, I work, a. I work a 12 step program and that's, that's yeah. the only solution that has worked for me. Um, doesn't mean I've had to like it every step of the way, you know, right. Thank God. Right. My opinion literally means nothing because if that was the case, then this thing wouldn't work. Um, yeah. and so that's just the way of life I choose to live because it's the only way that's, I didn't, I wasn't really like, I'm like, yes, you know, let me go to, <laughs> let me work these steps and yes, right. you know, God. And yes, I, I was right. very against it, you know, because yeah. I thought yeah. that God had abandoned me. You know, and um, mm, yeah, and, and I didn't. I, I'm an intellectual. Where it's like if I can't touch it or feel it or see it or you know, I, it's not. I hear you. you I know? hear you. Um, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's so, hard like that. Um, you know, so the 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 one thing that's interesting about my story is that like every time I think life is difficult and I'm walking through something, it's like what this way of life, what this thing asked me to do, is nothing in comparison to what heroin ever asked of me. You know. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I think about them like, really, you got to get honest. You got to make right. Like when you mess up, you got to go apologize and make amends. And like, you know, right. you got you to be accountable to yourself. Like that's your biggest struggle today. You, know? yeah. <laughs> like, like, you get to worry about having, you know, money or not having money or like whether you're going to go some, you know, it's like, man, this, man, this thing asks literally nothing of me compared to heroin. That's a, that's a different perspective, man. It's, it's one of those things that's like, you're, you're a slave to somebody or something out there. You just got to find out what it is. Um, but man, like, and that idea of the drugs, cause just like it could be sugar, right? But you're, you're not gonna get arrested for eating cake, but, <laughs> but it's like, we're all filling a, a hole, you know, like, man, I just ate like a, a whole pizza to myself the other day. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Rock on dude. Do you, I yeah. have, Hey, dude, you got my full support on that. Yeah, man, I, I just I was eating some pizza, bro. I mean, people like, dang, you had a whole box. Anyways, but like the whole idea of filling the void, man, like whatever it is, you know, like you know, uh, some kind of childhood uh, atrocity was done to you, something traumatic, maybe you know, parents divorcing, maybe you know, some kind of depression, some kind of sadness, something that you're trying to find some wholeness to your life. Man, I just feel like a lot of our generation is is as having that they're trying there's a hole how like what do you do because you can't just take away the drugs like you said and then expect people to be fine you have to replace it with something how, how do you like how do you make that really work yeah yeah so it's a for, I, I before i get into that one thing you said that was really intriguing is like i you know so growing up nothing happened to me that was ever bad. You know, I never, mm -hmm. my parents are still together. You know, I was yeah. raised in a great household. I was brought up with fantastic morals. Like I attribute a lot of what I'm doing now to, you know, good parenting um, because it's yeah. like they, they taught now that I, now that I'm well, I get to practice a lot of what they taught me and it's uh, nice. and it's a cool thing, but you know, drug addiction does not discriminate and you don't have to go through something to be a drug addict. Like I met, mm -hmm. I've met doctors, I've met lawyers, I've met, homeless people i've met car mechanics i've met you know you know engineers i yeah it just yeah it, and nothing bad has to happen to cause this and i i think i spent a long time trying to figure out why it was me that i was like why i was a drug addict you know and it's okay. like yeah i think you know i love seeking the why and i love diving diving deep into the why of things but this is the one area where i don't because mm. the reality is is no one has figured it out and the reality is is we probably won't ever figure it out. Like, I don't yeah. know what makes, and, and no one in my family is a drug addict or an alcoholic, you know? So wow. it's like, you, you can't even, it is a genetic, it's, it is hereditary, you know, that is, that is a yeah. fact, but you know, right. not in my family, you know? Um, wow. So, you know, I can spend a lot of time asking why, or I can just look at the deck of cards that I've been dealt and realize that like, mm -hmm. this is what I was here to do. And this is the life I was meant to live. And these yeah. were the people I was meant to help, you know? Okay. Um, so uh, the way I keep and maintain that is, you know, because the first step is like admitting that I'm powerless over, you know, alcohol, dope, whatever it is, and that my life is unmanageable, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 
Well, a lot of what people confuse, like step one is not a step that you do. Step one is what gets you to the door, you know? Right. Um, and right. we touch a lot on step one because it's like, that is the foundation. It's like, that is, that is, that is the, the train wreck of our lives that got us here. And yeah. the train wreck that made us willing to believe in something greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity, you know? And, yeah. Yes. And that's the second step. Cause it's, if, if, if I'm really clear on my first step, the rest of them are hard. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. I got to lick dirt. Awesome. That's what it says. No. Great. You know, like it, that's, that's the type of willingness that we come into this thing with. And so, um, but when you start going forward and we really get to turn our life or will in our life over to the care of God, as we understand him, that's a really important yeah. piece because yeah. the way you view God is probably not the way I view God, you know, and right. right. which is not right. the way other people view God. So it's like, that's, that's the important piece that the steps that real like, you know, they really um, uh, emphasize that of yeah. your own understanding, you know, right. um, and it's like, I don't I don't go to church, but you know what? There's a lot of principles that coincide with, mm -hmm. you know, with, with it's it, it was built on spiritual principles. And, you know, regardless of what religious teaching are, it's all based on the same thing. It's just a different way to tell right. the story, right. um, you know, so. I, you know, number one, I have to get the early whip to, to get here. You know, I earned yeah. the seat by my, my, by my experience that makes me willing to believe in something that's not only greater than myself, but that is going to restore this thing to sanity, you know? Um, and, um, therefore I turn my will in my life over to this thing of my own understanding. I get clear of all my resentments. Um, I make all my amends, you know, and I practice daily disciplines, daily inventory practices, nightly reviews, service work. You know, it's like working with others. It's like that's the, the last few steps is how I maintain that, you know, and it's a constant yeah. evolution of it, you know, because um, the steps don't change, you know, yeah. we change. Our, my life got exponentially better. And so that's yeah. I'm like, cool, I'm going to keep doing yeah. this. <laughs> you right, know? right. Um, and it's important that we remain like it's it's important that we work with others because that's what keeps me close to the first step. You know, that's yeah. that's what keeps me close because working with someone fresh, working with someone right out of treatment or can't afford treatment or whatever the case may be, or just really wrapped up in the mental obsession. You know, yeah, nothing keeps me close because like that's that that's that could be me, you know, right. And right. that will be me if I don't do this. And it's like, it sounds scary, but at the same time, like this is a way of life that I enjoy living, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. It's this, it's that, but you know what? Like, like I get to be free, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and I get to lay my head down at night and I get to be free, you know? And it's like, that's awesome. Cause without, without doing that, without passing it forward, without paying it forward, I, like my life gets really good, but all of a sudden I get disconnected from, from doing it. Guess what? When my first step's not there, my willingness to believe in God isn't there. You know, I'm all right. of a sudden a resentment pops up or a fear pops up or whatever pops up. If I don't deal with it, it'll deal with me, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's just the reality of it, you know? And so to long winded way of answering the question is like, you know, that's, it's basically 10, you know, it's 10, 11 and 12, you know? Um, yes. It's, I haven't really shared that because part of me, like, it's worth, you know, it's like, uh, you know, oh, it's got to be anonymous and this and that. And it's like, you know, like sometimes yeah, I get worried, right. you know, so that's, that's really what it is. And I won't really go into a whole lot else beyond that, but it's like, that's, that's the solution. You know, I, I look at my conduct on a daily basis, you know, during yeah. the day I practice prayer meditation, you know, I do a nightly right. review of my conduct each day or right. not every day, but you know, most days I, yeah, I try, that's, it is part of what I try to do. And then. You know, I work with other guys, you know, um, yeah. carry the message, carry this, not my message, carry the message that was brought to me. Right. Very right. important. Very, very, yeah, yeah. very important. You know, <laughs> we, true. we got people, <laughs> we got people rewriting the program out there and that's what, that's why people are still sick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to see you with the, I'm going to see you with your own uh, YouTube following your own YouTube church or something, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But yeah, that's, that's how I maintain it, you know, and it, and yeah. what that looks like now versus year one of me being sober it looks completely different and that's awesome though if i tried to live the way i lived my first year sober i'd be high in a heartbeat and that's the really cool mm. thing about this thing is that like god you know there, god picks up a lot of slack you know yeah if, if i remain yeah. willing 
to do this. And guess what? Like I'm, if I'm just getting sober, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not really aware of, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, and that's the purpose of doing this. We become aware of it. But then if we go back to it on purpose intentionally, that's where we get in trouble. And it's like, yeah, once we get to a point where we're willing to move past it, we're willing to let God move us to something greater, you know, bigger and right. better. Right. Then if we, and then if we consciously make a choice after we're aware of it, it's like, okay, like, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it's the constant evolution of this. And like the, what my program looks like today, it looks so much different than, you know, but I still do the same thing. It's just yeah. funny how it, you know, funny how it works. Yo, man, man, I, that was powerful, man. That was powerful. You, I know you, you don't go to church, bro, but like, you know, you just gave a sermon. You just, gave, <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just preach. You just preach right there. And I, but I, and I, I love that, man. Just the acceptance of it. You know, like you said, like the way I do it is different than the way you do it. But that's all good. Like, but I'm just, I'm happy for you, man. Like, and just hearing your story just makes you just proud to be alive in 2020 to see people have the channel, the the ability to speak their voice, speak their truth, speak their story, and, and live it out, man. And the fact that you're giving back you know, in, in, in any way you can to help other guys, help other people, um, move forward and, and find freedom, man. That that's amazing. Um, and I didn't say this earlier, but you know, definitely we'll get into more of the creative stuff you're, you're doing, but just you sharing your stories, making you a creative person, uh, you sir, because of your just persistence and, and how you've been, how you've been going at, at life, you are a musty creative. And, uh, just wanted to, just wanted to bring you, you know, just let you know, yeah, you, you've been doing it before. But we just want to let you know today, man, you part of the Musty Collective, man. You are a Musty Creative, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right, well, I really hope you enjoyed part one of this awesome interview with Boonified Gaming. It was a joy to sit down with Kyle and to just talk everything out, hear his story, and hear how he's using his personal story to change the lives of, uh, the lives of others through gaming. Now, if you want to hear the rest, part two is coming next week. But for now, we have to go. So if you have any projects you're working on, Please let us know by posting on our social media or on social media with the hashtag Musty Creative and we will share and possibly you on the show. Mm-hmm. And we also want to thank our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the Musty Podcast. Woo-woo, Musty! <laughs> with your support, we'll be able to create better shows for you, interview more guests. That's right. And buy better equipment. You can support us at anchor.fm slash musty and click on the support button. Click and smash and mash that support button. Well, that's all we have time for. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes and find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our podcasting website, anchor.fm slash musty. And now it's time to shower up. them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.